0: Hello and welcome back to Cover to Cover and to the second of three podcasts about crime fiction but more particularly the landmark Swedish TV crime drama Verlanda. In the previous podcast, we mentioned the importance of characterization. In our opinion, here at Cover to Cover, the mark of a great novel, whether it be a crime novel or any other type of novel, is great characters, great characterization. Think of Steva Prince Oblonsky from Anna Karenina, Dropping oysters down his throat with such relish in that restaurant scene with Levin. <laughs> Whether it's a novel or a TV drama, the characters in the series, in the novel, they have to be engaging, they have to be believable, they have to tremble with delight before a plate of fresh oysters. As readers or as viewers, we have to want to know more about them to be interested in their lives. Now in the Volander TV drama, obviously the crimes that occur provide the narrative impetus and drive for each episode. Sometimes more than one killing takes place and Kurt Volander and his team have to pursue and connect the various clues, the leads, the events in order to successfully solve these crimes. And as we have seen in the Volanda series, many of these crimes reflect some kind of fundamental social issue, such as racism. Now, each episode in the series is only 90 minutes long, so there is no time to lose. In other words, the crime narrative provides tremendous energy and pace and also of course tremendous stress and one of the features of this particular series is to see how that stress affects the principal characters in the first series there are stories about mental illness about immigration about racism about exploitation about pedophilia all tough issues but i suppose Ultimately, for me as a viewer, the crimes retain my attention less than the characters. In series one, there are three main characters. Kurt Valander, his daughter Linda Valander, and another policeman, Stefan Lindman. And of course, those three characters are all very strong. But it's not just them. Also... The secondary characters, Svatman, Lisa, Martinson, Nyberg, Anne Britt, Karen, the medical examiner, Ebba, all of them are believable, they're engaging, they have personalities and desires of their own. They each have a past, their own idiosyncrasies, their own backstory, their own motivations, their own scars and their own worries. Episode one of the first series is based on Manko's book, Before the Frost. And it is a compelling story of religious fanaticism and absent fathers and murder. And as in many Volanda episodes, there is a reference to real life events. In this case the Jonestown mass suicide that took place in Guyana in 1978. The cult leader who drives the action in this series one, episode one, is the long-absent father of Linda's friend Anna. And here, let me say a word about the actress who plays the role of Anna. The actress's name is Ellen Matson. And she gives a subtle, powerful performance as the confused and introverted Anna in that episode. It's really a standout performance. And I wonder if she was perhaps a factor in prompting Joanna Selstrom, who plays the role of Linda in the series, to be absolutely at the top of her game and to illuminate the whole series in the way that she does. In this episode, it transpires that Anna's father, who ran out on his wife and daughter and left Sweden when Anna was just a very young child, it transpires that he was present at Jonestown in Guyana in 1978 as a young man and was one of the few people to survive that real historical event in which more than 900 people died. Now, as a much older man, he is back in Sweden and leading a similarly misguided group of religious fanatics in attacks on churches and on people who have, as he sees it, disobeyed God's law. So the criminal story complete with swans that in a horribly graphic moment are set on fire and take to the air across a lake screaming. This is a very compelling story. But ultimately, what keeps me watching the series is not so much the crimes as the characters. Episode 1 opens in the lonely flat of Inspector Kurt Verlander. As usual, he's listening to opera. As usual, he has a glass of whiskey in his hand. His ex-wife, herself half-drunk, calls and asks him whether he remembered to go to their daughter's police graduation ceremony in Malmo, as he had promised to do. Kurt says, Don't worry, I will be there. What do you mean? She replies, (laughs) Ceremony was today. No, 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 says Kurt, it wasn't today. It's tomorrow. I marked it in my book. He's tired. He's a little unsteady on his feet. When his ex wife says, in a mocking tone, I can just see you standing there with a glass of whiskey in your hand, right? (laughs) He doesn't reply. But we see the glass, of course, and we see him sheepishly replace the glass beside the telephone. In fact, as we soon discover, he has got his dates wrong and the graduation ceremony for his daughter has already taken place. The next morning when he's at police headquarters trying on the formal dress uniform that he intends to wear at Linda's graduation ceremony, Linda bursts in, exasperated. You couldn't even make it to my graduation ceremony, she says, but, 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 but splutters her dad. For Linda, this failure to attend, this failure to get the dates right is just one more in a long, long list of paternal failures and paternal absences. This theme of a strained father-daughter relationship will be an element in the whole arc of the series. And the theme is also reflected in this episode in the unhappy fate of Joanna's friend, Anna Weston, who has not seen her father for many years. Her father has now, of course, returned preaching a gospel of hate. But listen, please do not worry. I am most definitely not going to spoil your viewing pleasure by summarising each episode. I'm just trying to capture here some of the key features of this series. The other key element of episode one is the introduction of the new colleague Stefan Lindman, who is immediately attracted to Linda Valanda, who herself is attracted to him. Their budding romance will lead to a lively sex scene in episode three, which has an amusing coda because the next morning, Kurt turns up unexpectedly when Stefan and Linda are still in bed. But alas, the relationship between... Linda and Stefan will almost immediately run into difficulties. As we mentioned earlier, all the characters carry marks and scars from their relationship past. And one of the reasons why this is such a superb drama is because it shows us how those marks and scars and shadows influence the way characters react in the present. As the series goes on, we discover that Linda, Kurt's daughter, had an unhappy adolescence. She was depressed. She self-harmed. On two occasions, she tried to commit suicide. During her childhood and her teen years' Her father, who was absorbed in his work, consumed by his work, her father was never there. And between her two parents, there was continual tension. Obviously, these unhappy adolescent years have marked her. But now Linda has a new job. She's graduated from the police academy. After a couple of episodes She moves from being a patrol woman in uniform to being part of the undercover investigative team. She has new prospects. She's looking around for a new flat, a new furniture. Life is starting again. There is even an exciting new man in her life, this handsome Stefan. Stefan is a lively man, fun to be with, and there's a, a very touching moment in episode three, shortly after the sexual relationship between Linda and Stefan begins when Linda and Stefan have to look after a young girl for an evening and Stefan makes pancakes with her. Linda looks at him observing his easy interaction with this five-year-old and we see her thinking and dreaming Stefan is an action-oriented guy who immediately recognizes how good a policeman Kurt is, but there are shadows from his past. There are scars, and as the series goes on, these shadows will loom larger and larger. I think we are beginning to delineate some of the key features of a top-notch European TV crime drama. Superb characterization, stories that reflect social issues, as well as a story arc for each individual episode, there is also a story arc for the series as a whole. And a key part of that series arc is a relationship arc or multiple relationship arcs. One of the obvious relationship arcs in series one is the gradual repair of the relationship between Kurt, the father, and Linda, the daughter. But there is also in each series, including this first series, an arc of disappointed love. So this is an element, this is another feature of this landmark TV drama, pessimism about love and romance. There are other features too. In the final podcast, I'd like to say a little more about mood and about the use of landscape and indeed seascape. Let me close this Episode by saying a little more about the actress Joanna Saldstrom, who plays the role of Linda Vallanda. From the very first scene of the very first episode, where she comes bounding onto the screen, <laughs> exasperated with her father, Joanna Saldstrom lights up the screen with her beauty, her energy, her personality, her superb acting. As Linda, she is impatient with her father. She mocks him for his old-fashioned attitudes, for his taste in classical music, for what she calls the fat bombs. In other words, the unhealthy takeaway food that he gorges on in the office when he has a minute of downtime. But Linda's resentment towards her father, as I have suggested, gradually falls away as the episodes unfold. She feels how badly he wants to reconnect with her. She feels his concern, his desire to be protective. In one of the early episodes, as they walk along the street together with Linda pushing her bike, Kurt tries to warn her how absorbing police work is. He says, what if you decide you want to have children one day. He fears that the job will suck her in the way it has sucked him in. But gradually, despite false steps, sharp words, silences, some strong disagreements and awkward moments, Kurt and Linda re-establish a relationship. And of course, Linda is very much like her father in her Fearlessness, her willingness to go the extra mile, her willingness to work outside the police manual and outside standard safety procedures if the situation demands immediate action. Like her screen father, she is courageous, she has intuition, she is persistent, she has remarkable dedication and commitment to the job. Some years ago, the BBC made a documentary called Nordic Noir, looking at the whole genre. And there is a lovely moment towards the end of that documentary when the actor Christa Henriksen is being interviewed. And he talks about his relationship with Joanna Saldstrom and the affection that existed between the two of them when they were working together on the series. And he says she really was like my daughter. She was warm and funny, but at the same time she was challenging. In just the same way that Linda was impatient with Kurt, Joanna regarded me as an old time actor who thought he knew everything, and she wasn't going to show me any more respect than I really deserved. Joanna Salstrom. What a loss. A stunning young woman, a fabulous actress, talented, charismatic, energetic. She lights up the first series of Volanda in an extraordinary and unforgettable manner. Rest in peace, Joanna.